We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast, the gut reaction episode here. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, I'm going to go ahead and flex a little bit here, okay? You ready? I predicted, I've sucked this year in the Mile High Roundtable. First things first, I will fall on the sword and admit I have sucked badly in the Mile High Roundtable. But something about this game, I predicted Russ was going to throw three tutties and that the final score would be 31-28 Broncos. Worked out that way, dude. How do you feel about what you saw today from Russ specifically in the offense, 31 points, bro. It was nice. <laughs> I want to let y'all in on a little secret. The problem wasn't Russell Wilson. He was maybe part of the problem. Is this the solo version? Okay, for now? Okay, that's fine. That was weird. I don't know what just happened. We... Hold on. Hold on. Now, start over. Okay, not a good omen, but we'll, we'll work through it. Russ wasn't the problem. I, I think that, to me, is the biggest takeaway of seeing Russell Wilson play the last three, four weeks, especially after Nathaniel Hackett was fired. He seems like a quarterback reborn. And I don't want to go too far. He was part of the problem. He's still not perfect. He probably will never go back to being that elite Russell Wilson, but that throw across his body, Jerry Judy, that dime, that was vintage Russ. And if you call the plays, we've been saying it all season, if you call the plays that Russell Wilson loves to run, can run, and has success running, then good things will happen. So um, credit to him, credit to Jerry Rossberg. I'd like for the Broncos to protect him at all costs or most costs, keep him on staff in some capacity. It is nice, though, not to be swept in the division the entire year for the Broncos yes. to get off that schneid. It, overall, you know, to end the season, it was a bad year, but it ended on a good note. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, the indignities Broncos country has suffered over the last seven years, notwithstanding, this one could have been the ultimate going winless in the AFC West. I want to say off the top of my head, it would have been the first time since the 60s. So they avoided that. Thank the football gods. Jonathan, thank you, brother. Jumping in early with a super. He says, Outen, greater than Hackett. What a dub. Go Broncos. Indeed. Yeah, it was uh, – I got to give the man some props. You know, Outen, um, 
you want to talk about we heard from from Nathaniel Hackett often, Zach. Oh, it's about the players and scheming them to their strengths and uh never came out in the wash that way, but Justin Outen didn't have to say those things because you actually saw it through how he called his game. And it was really cool seeing once again another offensive game plan that seemed to play to Russ's strengths, seemed to play to Jerry Judy's strengths, by the way, as well. Uh credit to Justin Outen, and then we'll grab Patriot Text. Again, maybe it was not him that was the problem. Just we all clowned on him. What does he do? What title does he have? But maybe he was the play caller Russell Wilson needed all along. And Nathaniel Hackett was holding the team back from seeing what Alton can do and what Russell Wilson could do together. But yeah, credit to Alton for taking charge of the opportunity and uh, scheming to Russ's strengths. And again, we just saw if you call the right plays and you put even mediocre coaching mediocre not even good not even above average mediocre coaching around him he is still a fixable salvageable quarterback and that's all we needed to really see chad after the broncos fired hackett patriot tex thank you bro getting in early he says i'll take the win for the broncos and jerry rossberg outen should have been calling plays all season bring us jim harbaugh thanks for making this season bearable mhh for i appreciate that patriot tex yeah the latest scuttlebutt for what it's worth the Denver Broncos are expected to interview Jim Harbaugh. It's going to be a virtual interview early this week. So it could be tomorrow. could be Tuesday. I would guess it's going to be tomorrow, but it doesn't matter if it's tomorrow or the next day. Zach, what do you interpret from? And then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, too, as we get through the chat about what Sean Payton had to say today on national television about the Broncos uh, and just overall the latest reports on him. But. How do you interpret the fact that this initial interview with Harbaugh is going to be done virtually? I'm just happy that they've gotten to that point. Same with uh, Sean Payton. As uh, I think it was Jeff Legwald noted in his article for ESPN, the Saints could have declined the interview request, but they didn't. So I'm happy the Broncos are going big game hunting. I'm happy that they're in contact with two of the biggest fish, the biggest fish on the coaching market this year. And I would be damn happy with whoever of the two they landed, Chad. I don't really have a preference. I'd like for the Broncos to keep their capital and you know, still land a big-time head coach in Jim Harbaugh. But if we're debating right now Jim Harbaugh versus uh, Sean Payton for next Broncos coach, that sounds a lot better than Dan Quinn versus Frank Reich, doesn't it? Absolutely. And the fly in the ointment, though, as it relates to the Sean Payton possibilities, is not only the fact that you got to trade and all that stuff. That's the obvious thing. But they can't actually meet with him in person, Zach, till January 17th. So there's a lot that could happen right between now and January 17th. For example, Jim Harbaugh could get offers from another team and decide to take that job while the Broncos are still waiting to potentially talk with Sean Payton. Today on uh, NFL on Fox, of course, that's what he's done this past year is he served as an NFL analyst on Fox Sports. Um, he was saying basically he did a lot, Zach, to kind of uh, bolster his position, create – the perception of leverage anyway, that he just loves what he's doing with this TV gig and he could do it till the cows come home. And, you know, he said that many, many times in a lot of different ways. Um, to a certain extent, I believe him that he's not going to shed any tears if the right situation and the right offer doesn't materialize on this hiring cycle because he also made it clear, Zach, his contract expires after the 2024 season. Then no one would have to give the Saints anything to hire this dude. Chris, thank you, bro. Love you, Symbolic Super Chat. 31 bucks. Appreciate you, bro. 
says, it's nice that I haven't had to hold my breath or worry about a fumble when our backs carry the ball in a while. Glad for the win and to not get swept in the division. I know, but now you got to hold your breath when the when the punt returner's back there. Two different muff punts today, Zach. Yeah, it's an ongoing um, special teams disaster. It's been that way every year. But um, yeah, Latavius Murray, I think, has deserved a um, a one-year deal to come back to the Broncos as Javante Williams' backup. He really has impressed me. And he's been kind of like Jerry Rossberg at head coach. He's been a stabilizing force after so much um, chaos, Chad, with the Melvin Gordon fumbling and saga. Latavius Murray's been a trustworthy, reliable bell cow back. I've been really impressed with him. And how about the rookie, Beatty, taking a pass down the sideline and flying? They have some young players in the pipeline. They have some veterans they could bring back. This roster, as they're showing the last few weeks, is not that far off. It might seem like a, a really super cold take right now, Chad, but I think with the right coaching and Russell Wilson playing at that level, you can win ball games for sure. Latavius Murray today finishes with 103 yards on the ground on 15 carries with a touchdown. That's an average of seven yards, basically, uh, per tote. So, yeah, when things get working right, pardon me, um, and the offensive line doesn't completely disintegrate before our very eyes, you realize that the horses they had this year on offense really could have got this team somewhere if you had the right coaching vision and perhaps a little bit better luck on the offensive line side of things. But, Zach, even if you had this same old line, but you had, as you saw today, just better feel, better presence of mind with what you're working with, not just your your players and the, those personnel pieces, but who you're going against. Like, Justin Outen in, in just a couple of games completely outclipped and outpaced what we saw even from uh, Kubiak Jr. in the yeah. half season, right, that he was calling games for the Broncos. So, uh, Jess, yeah, rough season, big dog. Do everything he says, though, Zach, to get Sean Payton. Uh, oh, and last one here, DWI, and then we'll serve it back over. Love you, Ethan. Hope you're doing well across the pond, big dog. And uh, happy New Year to you. I haven't had a chance to say that myself. So he says, good evening, Priest and Broncos country. Good ending for the season. Now it's time to make the right head coach hire. Interviews with Payton and Harbaugh set. That's a good start. Next. Focus on O-line through free agency in the draft and get them both right this time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Absolutely. And uh, about Justin Alton, it's kind of funny. He was a tight ends coach in Green Bay. And what does it say that a tight ends coach thrown into the fire as an OC can look so much better than the head coach they hired to be that football savant. So it, the more games that go by without Hackett show how incompetent Hackett really was. 
In terms of Harbaugh versus Peyton, I feel like the fan base is divided. A lot of people want Sean Peyton's NFL experience and what he did in New Orleans, but they don't want to give up the draft pick compensation. Others are maybe scared off by Jim Harbaugh never winning the big one at Michigan um, and kind of being difficult to work with. But again, when those are the two we're debating, when you're going to have a major big-time adult in the room, a major big-time catch at head coach, these are exciting times in Broncos country punctuated Chad it could have been any better it couldn't have been a better sell to a prospective head coach Russell Wilson throwing for three touchdowns the Broncos going for 31 and ending the season on a high note with the victory that's right and that's a, a big reason why I give some props to Justin Allen you'll probably never see him again in orange and blue but give him some props because he did remind everybody including this head coaching crop of the 2023 hiring cycle that Russ there's still a lot there all right. Russ was as much a victim of his own foibles this season uh, as, as he was, Zach, just straight up coaching and team management incompetence. So credit to uh, Outen for helping to reveal that uh, because it could help with the sell, as you said, with that next head coach. Um, Sean Payton, though, a couple other things he talked about. Well, I'll put a pin in that just for a second. Deanna, love you. Lady D in the house throwing down. One of our 2022 Mount Rushmore superstars, along with, of course, Ethan, uh, Chris as well. Um, appreciate you, my friend. She says, super happy with the win. Just shows what a good coach can do for you. Hashtag MHH for life. And also, Deanna, thank you for pre-ordering my band's album. Really appreciate the support on that, my friend. Deanna's support knows no bounds. She really is incredible. Thank you so much, uh, Deanna. And, uh, and yeah, you know, in terms of the selling point, it's one thing for the Broncos, and I know it's one victory in a, in a really bad season, but if you can get this production out of a, a quote-unquote irreparable broken Russell Wilson, imagine if you're Sean Payton what you're thinking to yourself on top of maybe staring down the barrel of $25 million per year. You know, if Justin Allen can do it, what can I do with Russell Wilson? Or Jim Harbaugh, what can I do? You know, I coach against him if I'm Harbaugh twice a year when I was in San Francisco. Now I have the chance to coach him and make him what he was again, and today was a definitely – an encouraging sign toward that uh, potential step. You look at both these guys, hang tight, just one sec, Michael, just 30 seconds, bud. You see that Sean Payton, you know, as far as fit with Russ, first of all, he's an offensive-minded uh, savant, so that's a plus, but he took a kind of a, a quarterback that the NFL had given up on. Everyone thought Drew Brees after that shoulder was done for. Even the Miami Dolphins, there were only two teams really in the hunt for Drew Brees in 2006 when he went on his little free agency tour after he rehabbed his ass off to get into shape enough to go on that tour. Miami gave him a long, hard look and a sniff, ultimately decided to pay Dante Culpepper. And uh, Brees ended up in, in New Orleans with Sean Payton, who took him on a tour of the city and didn't leave him let him leave without a deal. But a smaller guy, what I'm getting at here, Zach, a six-foot guy, fringe six-foot guy, same with Russ. And then with Harbaugh, you've got that history, not only of competing with each other in the NFC West, but also of taking a quarterback who the NFL in many respects had maybe given up on and like Alex Smith and turning him into a little something, something. As I serve that over to you, Michael says, Priest, I'm convinced the move to install the new turf today was a message to the incoming regime. We will spare no expense. Hashtag intentional design. Hashtag 2023, baby. Yeah, Zach, if the Broncos new ownership is willing to drop a meaningless half million dollars to replace a field like in a game nothing. that matters for nothing. Imagine what lengths they're going to go to to get the right guy here. 
Exactly. And before the season even ended, we had reports that they've already had interviews scheduled with Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. They are wasting no time, sparing no expense. If you were on the fence about Greg Penner, I think you should be pushed over to the side where you're encouraged. I was skeptical as well about the Walmarts taking over, but they have a lot of this they can throw around and this can make the Broncos a viable contender in 2023. I loved seeing that. You know, it's a, it was a little flex, no doubt. He didn't do it for nothing. He could have gotten by with what how the field was. They played almost half the season in the state that that field was in, and it wasn't horrendous. It just wasn't perfectly ideal, and uh, he didn't for a reason. He wanted that headline in the news. He wanted it to be something that was a talking point, and whoever that next crop is, it's just another selling point, I guess, um, in the persuasion game. Earn. Big Earn, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you on Facebook saying, uh, go Broncos. We beat the Chokers of L.A. indeed. Yep, yep. What do you expect to see from the Chargers, Zach, in the playoffs for for craps and gigs? Uh, 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 just more of that, you know, until I see Justin Herbert win at least one playoff game, I'm not going to, going to anoint him. I'm not going to anoint the Chargers. Um, credit to them for getting in, but I just don't believe in, in the metal. You know, you talk about the METT Chad, they don't have much mm-hmm. of it, but you know, if you want Sean Payton, maybe we have to hope the Chargers win in the playoffs because that would lessen the likelihood they fire Brandon Staley and go after Sean Payton. So we'll see what happens, but I don't have uh, much hope for them. Cole Johnson jumping in with a very generous super chat. Thank you, Cole. We'll keep an eye out for any comments, questions that you might have in the conversation this evening. But welcome. Connect with us on Twitter because we like to keep in touch with our super chat superstars, keep the conversation going on Twitter. But also we like to shout you out, tag people, as long as we know what your Twitter handle is after each and every stream. So thank you, my friend. Appreciate that. Jordan. No, no. Jordan. Right. We, we settled this. Right, Scott? Jordan. I'm pretty sure, dude. He says, what a way to end the season, a divisional win. Yeah, finally got one. Sucks that the Broncos went one and five in the division this season, but, you know, recency bias. Feel good about the fact that the Broncos, in a very um, disadvantageous situation, they punctuated this season with a plump. You know, not only did they get the win, but what has everyone been dying to see, Zach? Russell Wilson doing his thing, looking like the Russell Wilson of old, points on the board. They obliged today with Gusto. How he's saying the defense is getting exposed the last two weeks, or did they just check out for the season? What do you think, Zach? Well, the other team gets paid too, and Justin Herbert still a, a good quarterback, top ten quarterback. But um, yeah, the defense has taken a little bit of a downturn. That's to be expected with offensive coaches adjusting to a zero Evero. But Howie, you bring up a point that I was going to make. The entire Broncos team checked out on Christmas Day against the Rams. And what does it say that they fired Nathaniel Hackett after that? And they've had more fight in the last two weeks than they showed under Hackett all season. So credit to them. I know it's, uh, there's no pretty way to lose games. There's no moral victories in the NFL. It was a bad catastrophically disastrous season, but to go out on that sort of note was a little bit of a, of a plus plum Bob. Appreciate you, bro. He says bad season, but I'll take a dub over a rival. Yeah. Jacob Foster, the silent one being not so silent in his support with some stars on Facebook. Appreciate you, brother. Good to see you tonight. Um, Mike Ronquillo throwing down. We love Mike. He finished last season on the MHH Mount Rushmore for 2022. And you know we love you, big dog. Pardon me. (laughs) He said, uh, good evening, Chad and Zach, on the Mile High Huddle podcast, the gut reaction. Broncos win for Jerry Rossberg. Go Broncos. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Zach, for what it's worth, to see what becomes of Rossberg. 
if it's Jim, I could see it, a potential for uh, Harbaugh to ask him to stick around and coach special teams if he's of a mind to. I don't know. It seemed like Jerry was enjoying what he was doing, like yeah. just being more involved. I mean, obviously, he's getting the chance to be the, the top dog coach for a couple of weeks or and being that that being what it is. But being more involved and fingerprints on things like running a, a third phase for the Broncos next season. Hey, beggars can't be choosers, Zach. The Broncos have struggled to hire the right special teams coordinator dating back to when Joe D. Camillas, uh, Camillas left following the Kubiak era. Uh, it's been just one swing and a miss on the, the coaching for that particular phase. So if you've got a guy, you got an adult, he's willing to stick around. Hey, and you've got, hey, by the way, the guy we just hired to be head coach. Yeah, his brother's my best friend. It kind of kind of adds up. And Mac Dog, good to see you down in Texas, brother. He says Harbaugh and Peyton will kill it with this team of Harbaugh or Peyton, I'll, I'll, I'll say Zach. Yeah, again, if you're watching this game and if Justin Alton and Jerry Rossberg, of all people, can get this sort of effort out of the Broncos, the last couple weeks, I mean, they fought Kansas City close, Chad. Um, imagine what a Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh would do. In terms of Rossberg, I, I agree with you that he does seem to enjoy being a head coach and running the team and kind of having the platform. But he also really enjoyed what he was doing outside of football in retirement. And who could really blame him? You know, he's in his late 60s. He was enjoying life. He was an NFL lifer. He put the work in. So if he is down to come back for another year to be an assistant coach, all costs. Like, I would write him a blank check pretty much if I'm Rob Walton. But at that age, at that point of his life, would you really want that stress on your plate for an entire season? F.A., another Mount Rushmore Super Chat superstar of 22 checking in. Appreciate you, brother. Very generous. Helping us keep the lights on. He says if the Broncos fired Hackett after Jacksonville promoted Rossberg and had out and calling plays, we make the playoffs. I truly believe it. Like I said, this offense has looked pro the last two games and the team looks more disciplined. Yeah. You never know. And he says, what a concept with a second, very generous super chat. Wow. Thanks bud. He says you put Judy in motion and actually get in the ball and good things happen. Also, we took deep shots and run the ball. You score in the 20s and 30s back-to-back, back-to-back uh, -back weeks. What a concept. LOL. Yeah. And another thing that jumped out to me, Zach, on this front that FA is bringing up, Jerry Judy obviously leads the team today in receiving, finishing with uh, five receptions for 154 yards. Didn't find the end zone, but uh, contributed to a few of those Broncos touchdowns by getting them there. He just, in this, the way he's been schemed the last few weeks, man, yeah. like, he twitches off the screen. Yep. You can see it's like, damn, dude, they've been squandering this cat. Yep. Um, that's another selling point for the next head coach is like licking your chops at what could be with this Russ Judy connection. But where does Cortland Sutton fit in? Exactly. Because I start seeing it was good just for him to get a touchdown today. Only his second of the season. I'm thinking with the dollars. And I know it's still a relatively team friendly deal that he signed uh, last fall, not just barely fall the fall before. But I, I don't know, man, like. Maybe the Broncos get more uh, more juice out of that squeeze by trading him away. Uh, first of all, about Rossberg, I'm reading Twitter right now, and it's a nice little gesture by the Broncos ownership. Greg Penner gave Rossberg the game ball after nice. today's game, and he said it meant everything to him. That was a nice little thing. And also, um, he was asked, Rossberg, if, he, if it was possible he could return to the Broncos next season, and he said, we'll see. So 
not slamming the door. In terms of Jerry Judy, his ascension, Chad, to wide receiver one has been really beautiful to watch because it hasn't been perfect, but he is consistently and incrementally gotten better and better and better, cleaned up the drop issues, and he's shown why he was a first-round pick. He showed why he was the former 15th overall pick. And the Broncos had it in reverse this whole time. He was wide receiver one. Cortland Sutton was wide receiver two. So whoever's coming into the operation, Harbaugh, Peyton, whoever, knows who they have in Jerry Judy. And if you keep Cortland Sutton and you're getting Tim Patrick back and you're getting Javante Williams back and you're getting Greg Dulcich back, that's an offense that you can really build on. That's the thing. By the way, Ed, you did go. I'm glad you went, big dog. Maybe you were that good luck charm that was needed. So this is my first home game, and we got the dub. Good for you, bro. Happy for you. Lady D throwing down again. Top rope. Yeah. Showing why she's Mount Rushmore status. She says, get the right coach. Coaching, coaching, coaching. Offensive line owners uh, need to get this right, too. I believe it's going to be Harbaugh. Can't wait for next year. Go Broncos. MHH for life. Love you, Lady D. You know this. Uh, I have a feeling it's trending a little bit more toward Harbaugh, but I yeah. when it, when we start getting into coaching rumors and just the the juice, the energy that's associated with that, I've now learned the hard way that you kind of got to be careful of making two bold predictions on that front because things get weird and change quickly, uh, or can anyways in a head coach hiring cycle. But if there's one thing working against the possibility of Sean Payton becoming this team's head coach outside of the obvious. We are we all know you're going to have to get a, an arm and a leg, not only to pay him from a compensation perspective, but the Saints, to get him from the Saints. It's the fact that you can't talk to him till the third week of January. You can't – I mean, you can talk to him. You can do the phone thing. You can do the virtual thing, from my understanding. You just can't meet in person. They're starting off with a virtual interview with Jim Harbaugh, so maybe – you know, all things being equal, it's not that big of a deal, but I have to wonder, and then I'm going to grab Randy here, Zach, I have to wonder how much that might uh, affect his uh, path to, to Denver. Randy, love you, big dog, up in Alaska, saying another example of the right coaches, coaching, coaching, coaching. You know, when I read that he can't be interviewed in person, Peyton, until the 17th, whatever it is, it, my first reaction was, well, the Broncos aren't going to make a hire until then. And I know it's only nine days, but maybe – Who's the first choice here in Greg Penner's eyes? Is it Sean Payton? Is it Jim Harbaugh? Um, Harbaugh could be hired right away. And interestingly, right after, I think it was Friday or Thursday, he put out that statement that he said, I expect to remain the coach at Michigan. Then right after that, they were slapped with charges or the warning of charges. So where there's smoke, there's fire. And if you held a gun to my head right now, I got to believe that Jim Harbaugh is 1A, but don't discount Sean Payton. When I read that, they already set up some sort of interview. I was over the moon, Chad. Well, and especially to sit, guys, if you want to see how what Sean Payton was saying today about the Broncos and being a head coaching candidate, go to milehighhuddle.com. The article that at the top of the, of the page right now has clips of what he was saying on Fox Sports. I'd play them for you, all right, but we would get dinged on the by the Algobot, so we can't actually play them live for you. But, um, you know, he was – he was kind of dismissive of the idea that, hey, you know, yeah, someone will have to trade to get me. It made it sound like, you know, this has happened quite often or not often, but it's happened enough. There's a precedent, you know, talking about Belichick trade back in the day, Parcells, Gruden, et cetera. But more than anything, Zach, he really went to great length to make it sound like, hey, I'm happy to stay where I'm at doing this analyst thing. Like, you know, made a few funny jokes about, look, I've got the, 
a defensive end like Howie Long on on the roster. I've got a Michael Strahan, like, you know, having fun with it and whatnot. But like, I kind of did get the feeling. I know it was leverage points, but I and it's all about posture. But I did get the feeling that like he's not gonna be too heartbroken if the the perfect stars aligning opportunity doesn't come his way this time because he knows it's only a matter of time for him zach it's not just an ownership group with the pockets deep enough to give him what he wants financially but they got to have the draft capital to make that trade and not torpedo the team it can't be an albatross around the team's neck trading away what assets it'll take to get him from the saints uh and then of course do you really like the quarterback situation in denver sean payton do you really like uh, the personnel being what it is, he talked a lot. Last thing here, Zach, he talked a lot about, to me, yeah, quarterback, obviously, but when I started in New Orleans, we didn't have a quarterback when I took that job. It's more about the ownership and front office and the the chemistry than the, and the feel between the head coach and those two entities of the team. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to a longtime listener of the podcast, Drew Hollenbeck. I'm sure he's listening right now or will be. Uh, he said on Twitter, he brought up a really good point, that the more Russ ages and and loses that mobility, it's going to happen. Father Time is undefeated. He's going to have to become more of a pocket passer. And the one thing that Sean Payton did with Drew Brees, who you brought up being that six-foot quarterback, was – enhance his pocket passing ability i know drew Brees was never mobile but you have to coach a quarterback sometimes in a telephone booth so mm-hmm. if you want to compare you know coaching projects i think that could be a selling point for sean payton as well i wanted i'm not going to pull it up but a silent one says that some are reporting that the broncos would have to give new orleans this year's first round picks two third round picks and next year's second round pick for sean payton I love Sean Payton. That's a bridge way too far for me. Even if the Broncos didn't make the Russell Wilson trade, when you can go out and save your draft picks and hire a comparable adult in Jim Harbaugh, that's the way to go for me. David Wilder, thanks for your patience and support, my friend. He says, what is the reason we can't interview Payton until January 17th? MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. Appreciate you, big dog. I'm not sure. I've tried to get to the bottom of that, David. Um, what I was told is the NFL decided that's when they he can be the, the Broncos can talk to him. I don't know if it has something to do with the fact that he's still under contract with another team, even though that team gave their permission for him to talk to the Broncos. I don't know for sure exactly what that's about, Zach. Yeah, my first thought was something in his contract is dictating it can only happen after that time. I don't know what the reason is, but it's only nine days from now, so hopefully we'll hear more oh. in the weekend. Scott's bringing up when the date that he actually announced his retirement could have something to do with that, which is a good point. Uh, that makes good sense. Point. Yeah. I'm going to Google it while uh, you grab this from Phil. Yeah. Phil chiming in. Good to see you, Phil, as always. Evening priest and Deacon Scott love the W wish we had an edge rush. Judy is awesome. Go Broncos MHH for life. Yeah. I mean, the edge rush is always going to, it's been a problem this year, but you hope next year with a healthy Randy Gregory, Baron Browning coming back, Nick Benito taking that next step that will help the pass rush out. And also maybe drafting uh, not in the first round, but at some point in the middle rounds, another pass rusher, but more importantly, the defensive line. I mentioned this on the last podcast. You need Draymond Jones back. You need more of a push up front to help out those edge rushers. Once you get that, I think you'll see more production for what it's worth. Sean Payton announced his retirement from the Saints January 25th, 2022. So there might be something to that, Scott. Uh, Lena in the house, good to see you. Appreciate you. One of our great Facebook community mavens. Appreciate the support, as always. Hope you're doing well. 
We'll keep an eye out for any topics specifically you want us to get to in the chat. Miguel, another legendary member of our Facebook community, saying, what's up, fellas? Been waiting all year for this. These past two weeks have been great, day late, but can't wait for next year. Yeah, it was, you know, at least, Zach, when the Broncos went out, they went out swinging. They punctuated an ugly season with a win and really gave Broncos fans, it's kind of similar to, it's maybe a little less um, serious or a little less that you can sink your teeth into, but it's similar to how that first Vic Fangio season, and we all know how his career panned out or his tenure uh, as Broncos head coach. But remember, before he went to Drew Locke as the quarterback, he won three games, all right? And Drew Locke, we all know how that turned out as well. Him winning four of five to end his that rookie season, give give uh, Vic Fangio seven wins for his first year, and giving Broncos fans like something to be hopeful about going into that offseason – that's useful and especially useful and helpful, Zach, for a, a fan base that's just been traumatized and brutalized by year in and year out football incompetence. BK saying, y'all think it was Russ who wanted Clint calling plays? Harbaugh or Peyton going to make Russ do what they want? Hackett is the worst ever. According to Hackett, Zach, the decision to who the play calling went to was because of the actual specific relationship that uh, – existed as quarterback coach with Russ. So that was a big factor in the fact that he had called plays before in the NFL. Very short, brief period of time in Minnesota that he had done that. But I'm sure Hacker, even right in this very moment, Zach, is ruining uh, the decision. And that's if you want to believe it was Hackett that made that decision for what's worth. I know Scott believes that he was told, George Payton coming in saying, hey, look, it goes to Coob. It goes to Clint. Yeah, that's what I believe. Maybe I'm a little naive to think that Russell Wilson doesn't have so much power, but I don't think that was a Russ call. I think that was uh, George Payton stepping in and wanting someone that did it before. Justin Alton did not do it before. Hackett, you know, he was a rookie head coach and uh, the job was passing him by pretty fast. So I do think that's the reason why Kubiak got it was because he had experience. But sometimes experience doesn't count. You know, the right coach does. Mac Dog, thank you, bro. Number two, you the man. He says, man, if we can keep Murray and uh, Williams comes back, Javante, with that big two-headed monster attack, that could be dope. That could be dope. We'll see what happens with Murray. Um, I'm trying to remember. Is he 29, Zach? Latavius Murray. I want to say he's yeah, either I believe. on the doorstep of or just – yeah. no, no, he's yeah. 32. He's 32. He's 32, wow. So, he runs you know, like he's 29, though. You could get him back probably dang close to the veteran minimum, like – not that much more, especially if you've got a bona fide role for him to be your lead dog while Williams continues to get nursed back to health. Because I don't think Javante is going to be rip roaring, ready to go week yeah. one. Like it's going to be one of those drip feed him type things into the first quarter of the season. Yeah. And, you know, it, I would like this setup, you know, Javante coming back, hopefully to full health and Latavius as a dependable number two. I still want an explosive number three, though, kind of what Mike Boone should have been. And and Beatty today, Beatty, whatever his name is, he showed me what they can have in a third down back. That pass catcher that can take it to the house in any given moment, any given play, kind of like a Philip Lindsay. And that name is taboo around these parts, Chad, but you, I still would like that explosive number three back behind a Murray and Javante Williams ticket. So let's see. Um, he finished with just over 100 yards rushing today. Uh, and going into this game, Latavius had 657. So he's going to finish right around 750 yards rushing with seven starts this season. So that's a pretty good metric, Zach. 
he gives you, you can average it out to be about 100 yards per start. Latavius Murray, age 32, patchwork offensive line, coaching staff completely incompetent for most of the season. Uh, Ross, another one of our he's, – he's a great uh, Charger fan with some real good class, and he supports us, comes in, throws down supers, uh, and he, he's down to talk about it with a rival fan base in a constructive way, and we can really appreciate that, bro. And thank you for the super. He says, Charger fan here, good game. What was Brandon Staley doing? I'm sick to my stomach, but glad you guys got to go out on a high note. Yeah, bro, at least you get to enjoy the playoffs. And I know with the Chargers, not the greatest playoff history, right? So uh, I hope it all works out the way you want, um, et cetera. Congrats on your team making it to the playoffs. Yeah, Russ is definitely cut from the different cloth than most other Chargers or rival fans. So good on you, Ross. And uh, to answer your question, Brandon Staley was Brandon Staleying. He he's just like you know Marty Schottenheimer, Marty Schottenheimering. It's kind of like the same you know history repeating itself. But you have that talent, a quarterback with Justin Herbert that can overcome bad coaching. So we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I would say good luck, but I can't bring myself to do that. Yeah, people are scratching their heads why he was playing the starters so deep into the second half in a meaningless game where as soon as you saw the Broncos pick up some momentum, by the way, Mike, dude, Mike dropping it from the top rope. Thank, Thank you, bro. Mike. Appreciate you, Mike. Uh, Mike with a mic drop. But uh, yeah, when the Broncos showed that, hey, the way we finished the first half, guess what? We're not done. That should have been the signal right away. It's like, okay, Broncos come out and score early in the third quarter. It's like, all right, you're sitting down, uh, Herbert. And all my key guys, you're sitting down. What's the point? I get it. There's pride. It's a professional setting. Yeah, but be smart. Be smart, Staley. That's why his fans are questioning him right now. And listen, if you want Sean Payton, you got to hope maybe, you know, Brandon Staley wins a playoff game just to keep him at bay in Los Angeles. Colby, what's up, bro? Thanks for being with us today. Always appreciate your support, big dog. He says, Judy, Judy, Judy said in TV voice. Okay, love him. But hot take, if you want to rebuild, if you want to rebuild a team, I think he could garner a first-round pick, if not more. Zach, what do you think? It'd be to try to renovate a house, but ripping out the studs that you have inside of it. I mean, you need some sort of foundation in which to lean on. And if you're going to trade away your players and blow it up and, and make yourselves the new Houston Texans or Cleveland Browns, what coach would want to come here? I mean, how desirable would that be for a Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton? Jerry Judy, this is what we all wanted him to do, Chad, was blossom to wide receiver one, and he's done that this year. I'm keeping him around, and I'm considering trading Cortland Sutton before I'm thinking about trading Jerry Judy. Sutton just didn't seem to take with uh, Russ, and you know we can attribute that, Zach, to uh, doesn't take a Sherlock Holmesian intellect to go, wait a minute, might have had something to do with uh, him suffering from the incompetency at the coaching level as well, but I don't know. There was something about Sutton that just this season in particular hasn't sat well with me. I don't like his, what I've seen from him effort-wise as a blocker in the running game. Um, I don't know, just his vibe this season. I, I can't really put my finger on it. And then combine that, Zach, with the lack of utter lack of production. Honestly, I'm not sure what value he has right now. I mean, I can pull up his stats if you if you want, but he had a very, Zach, forgettable season in a year where he managed for the vast majority of it to stay healthy. He's one of those guys, though, where if you put him on Green Bay or San yeah. Francisco or Kansas City, he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver again. But he has not 
responded, as you said, to Russell Wilson. And also, he hasn't come back to form since the knee injury. He hasn't looked like that pre-ACL Cortland Sutton. And until he gets back to that point, he's been overlapped now by Jerry Judy. So he finished with 33 yards today and a touchdown. All right, so that's going to put him just over 800 yards receiving and two touchdowns, averaging a career low 13 yards per reception for what it's worth. Orange, hey, aren't you glad you joined us this evening? We are, okay? He says, we need to keep Simmons, Judy, and Sertan, trade others for the O-line help. But, wow, I'm glad this season is over, and I know next season is the one. I, I, uh, you know, I understand what you're saying, Orange, but who are you going to trade to get O-line help? I, I mean, what assets do the Broncos have? Unless you're going to move Sertan or uh, Simmons or, you know, a, a foundational player for O-line help, then you're taking from the rich to give to the poor and you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, whatever, you know, expression applies there. You can get O-line help without sacrificing the rest of the team and, and, you know, mortgaging the future. They have cap room. They will free up more cap room. They have a first round pick. They need to go though, all in using whatever assets they have and will have to fortify the offensive line. They can't go, for example, edge rusher or defensive back in round one. It has to be offensive line. Last point here on Sutton that the producer, Scott Kennedy, brings up a really good point. I just verified this. He says the key on Sutton was that he had more than half of those yards he produced this season came in the first five games. Then he disappeared. That's what you have to question. I agree 100%. George, love you, big dog. He says this showed at least some pride in the way we played, even if only in the last two weeks. He says sign Rosberg to coach the special teams. Yeah, we'll see, dude. We'll see how that unfolds. You know, a few different dominoes have to fall uh, before we'll be able to uh, really address that in earnest. But I think I don't think there's anybody who wouldn't want to see a little bit more Jerry Rossberg with the Denver Broncos in 2023. Ron White throwing down a super. You know, you don't have to do that, Mr. Podcast Host. Hopefully you guys did not miss the debut of the new MHH Saturday Night Podcast. It includes Ron White and Thomas Hall, Orange and Blue View. Last night was their debut rocked they rolled really happy for you really stoked on your show it was fun i even threw down a super chat i was so stoked he says hey guys if the broncos were to consider new first time head coach candidates who would be your preference who has the most creative offensive minds at shane steichen even though they kind of fell off a little bit after Jalen Hurts got hurt. That's going to happen when you lose your franchise quarterback. But just the concepts they've taken in Philadelphia and utilizing all those weapons, fast-paced offense, up-tempo offense, a very 2023 offense, I really do like what he's done in Philly. And and before that, I think he was in uh, L.A. with the Chargers um, or in Seattle. Wasn't he with Russ Steichen or one of those two teams? I I can look it up. But a couple other names uh, that would be first-timers that – I would at least want to consider, Ron. I don't know if, if, if you know, I'm offering him the job. Uh, Ken Dorsey, I would, as a first timer, the offensive coordinator in Buffalo, I'd want to pick his brain, see what what's there. I would still maybe consider talking with Eric Bieniemy, okay, just because of his uh, association with the with the Chiefs and with what's happened there. I'm trying to find. Steichen's wiki. Here we no, are. I was wrong. He was he was in L.A., but I was confusing Shane Waldron, who was in yeah. Uh, Seattle. But, yeah, Steichen was my first choice. Anyway, so a few options out there, but it doesn't really feel like, Ron, they're, they're trending that way. It feels like ownership is really trying to, to um, gravitate toward more experienced, proven coaches. 
Um, and you know, the perception is, well, why I had someone in my family who is very, very big time Broncos fan talking to him on the phone today. And they're like, Hey, what's the latest on the coaching rumors? Da, da, da. And I'm like, you're not reading your milehighhuddle.com like you should be or else you wouldn't have to ask me this, but I digress. And I'll tell you. And they said to me, um, when I told them about got a uh, interview scheduled with Harbaugh, this person said to me, but why, why him? He's a, he was a loser in the NFL. I said, what do you mean he was a loser? What do you mean by that? Well, didn't he get fired? And I had to remind him, it's like, listen, um, even if he was fired, the vast majority of, of coaches, not the vast majority, a good chunk of coaches that go on to win a Super Bowl, a good chunk of them, especially if you're looking at Denver Bronco canon and Denver Bronco uh, precedents, are second timers, all right? Head coaches who are on their second go-around. Mike Shanahan, two-time world champ coach for your Denver Broncos. Uh, this was his second shot as a head coach. Gary Kubiak win a Super Bowl 2015 after three, you know, three years removed or however long it had been, two years removed, from the Texans firing him as head coach. So don't let that be uh, a deciding factor. Harbaugh's, first of all, he still has a winning record as an NFL coach. Plus, look what he did, Zach, with that Michigan program. Unfortunate how things unfolded for him in the college football playoffs, but uh, Jim Harbaugh is not in any way, shape, or form to me. When, uh, when I hear loser, I don't associate Jim Harbaugh with that uh, that word. Yeah, losers don't go to the NFC title game three years in a row. I, I don't know. People have – they don't like Jim Harbaugh, so they have this bias against him that he is a loser, but he's definitely not that. Um, a couple more first-time coaches real quick. Uh, Scott brought up a good one. D'Amico Ryans, who has been loosely connected to the Broncos. They are going to talk to some first-time guys. They probably won't hire one, but they're going to cast a wider net. And also, I got to bring him up a second time for a second year in a row, Kellen Moore out there in Dallas. I mean – Cowboys have put up more than a few 50 burgers and the creative offense that he runs would be pretty refreshing to watch in Denver. I was going to mention him as well. Nice job. Naj, love you, big dog. A Mount Rushmore figure in our midst. Yet another one. He says, hey, brothers, feels awesome to end on a positive note. Judy was the best player on the field today, and Latavius has been phenomenal. Happy for Russ and Justin Outen. They were clowned on all year. Hopefully this is a sign of good things to come. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you, Naj. And, you know, I was thinking about what you were saying, Chad. It's such a, a, a random and, and kind of a weak argument. Say he was fired. Ask the, the new AFC South champion Jaguars about Doug Peterson, who I'm pretty sure was fired in Philadelphia after winning a Super Bowl, and now he resurrected the Jaguars of all franchises. So just because a coach is fired does not mean they're not rehirable. It's quite the opposite in most cases. Yes. Um for what it's worth, Doug Peterson was the guy I liked as an option last year. But, yep. you know, I didn't want to admit it for the longest time, but I think we got to call a spade a spade here. And that is, I'll speak for myself, I got to call a spade a spade here. When I say a big motivating factor in the Nathaniel Hackett hire, this was before Russ became available, was luring, wooing uh, Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. You have to wonder, Zach, who the hire would have been if Aaron Rodgers, if that had never even been like a topic of discussion, mm. my gut would have been Kevin O'Connell, not Dan Quinn. My gut says it probably would have gone to Kevin O'Connell, who has the, uh, what is it, a 14 and three, I want to say, 14 and three Minnesota Vikings team in the playoffs as the two seed, right? Mm. I'm trying to remember the math from today as the games resolve things, but FA, bro, thank you. He says, for people saying no one would want this job, that's baloney. 
this roster has talent, coaching, injuries. That's what derailed this season. The Broncos will get Peyton or Harbaugh. These guys are winners and could be the X factor. Agreed. Um, I, I, my, I'm just feeling, I don't want to say my gut because it's been wrong on the coaching thing before, but I'm just kind of feeling the Harbaugh thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I might mute it down a little bit because I got Hackett so wrong as a lot of people did, but my gut right now is telling me that the Broncos, you know, management and the ownership, they want to throw a lot of money at Jim Harbaugh to come fix this mess. And, uh, you know what? I never really pondered that, Chad, what you brought up there. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't an option at all, who would have they hired a coach? And you got to imagine it would have been one of the two finalists other than Hackett to get the job. Mm -hmm. And they would have been a lot better off for it. And who knows, maybe in a different universe, an alternate universe, the Broncos hired Dan Quinn and then go on to get Russell Wilson. And it's like, wow, this is the, the tandem that was, you know, faded to be. I don't know. And maybe that Dan Quinn should get a hard look this time around. Sounds like he will, according to the reporting from uh, Ian Rappaport and uh, Tom Pelissero today. The Broncos do plan once again to visit with Dan Quinn on the subject of this head coaching vacancy. Jamal, what's up, bro? Jumping in with a super sticker. Really appreciate you, my friend. Good to see you. Happy New Year. This is my first chance to tell you in person as well. Hope hope that's a, a great 2023 for you. And for the Broncos, Ethan with another super from across the pond. Another, of course, Mount Rushmore super chat superstar. He says, hey, Peyton is still under contract with New Orleans. And as all other coaches can't be interviewed until after. Okay, so he's helping to clarify the 17th thing. It's after the wild card round if they're under contract with another club. Appreciate you, bro. It's a stupid rule in my opinion. I don't know why the NFL makes it so convoluted, but that's the answer right there, Ethan. So definitely appreciate that. I guess to preserve the competitive integrity of the playoffs, I can understand it honestly because you want them focused on winning right focused on their job at hand keep the playoffs uh what they are and not diverting their attention to these coaching because think about it in the most cases these coaches don't just oh interview yeah i'll see you at 11 tomorrow they don't just show up and answer questions they pre pre uh, prepare a presentation by and large okay so it's not like it doesn't require any time commitment from that coach zach outside of the time they spend in the interview Maybe, but these guys also know weeks in advance that they're going to be up for head coaching jobs and probably True. leaving for another job. I mean, even Azure Evero is getting questions about it, Chad. So, yep. I mean, it's on their minds, but I, maybe you're right, a competitive advantage kind of thing. Larry, no filter, in the house with the super chat. Thank you, big dog. Saying it looks like Sean McVay might be out of L.A. Could he be a dark horse candidate? Nah, um, he's out. Never say never, but the, what I read from uh, McVay today was – he plans to, quote-unquote, Zach, take some time away with once the season is in the books, which it is today, uh, to evaluate what he wants to do. So he might come back from that time away and say, all in again on the Rams. Mm. I, I mean, think about this. He laid a pitch to Matthew Stafford to get him to come uh, to want to come to L.A., and maybe he feels like, Zach, by virtue of that Super Bowl win, he fulfilled his end of the bargain, and there's probably some truth to it. But at the same time, you know, you finish what you started, so to speak, would be my thought. But it sounds like he's kind of burning out a little bit. And he's got this pull to NFL media. Could be one of those guys that does like a Gruden and burns hot in a bright flash early on in his head coaching career, goes to media, gets bored with that, wants to go back to compete. That's probably what happens with Sean McVay. 
Well, he's young enough where he can take a few years off and still come back and still be a young coach in the NFL. But I think he is done. Um, the loss to Belichick in the Super Bowl was a gut. It devastated Sean McVay. But based on what I read, obviously we don't coach the Rams. And then getting over the hump and winning the Super Bowl last year with the Rams. And uh, that was the mountaintop. And once you reach the mountaintop, Chad, there's nowhere to go but down. And he should have retired as Aaron Donald should have after winning that title, instead of running it back in a drunken fueled rage in their Super Bowl parade. So I think he's gone. I think he's heading to broadcasting where he'll make more money for half the work. And I think that's a good opportunity for a newly married 33, 34 year old superstar coach. Ed bro. Thanks for number two today. He says the energy at the stadium unreal. I loved it. And I have to say, seeing the game in person, it was more, Hackett and the O-line than Wilson. Can't wait for 2023. Yeah, for for the, you know, one of our, our catchphrases at Mile High Huddle, and there's a reason for this, is that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Broncos country travels so well. There are fans all over the United States, all over the world, as evidenced by the people we see checking in, not just checking in in our chat, but consistently in the chats, supporting what we're doing here at MHH. Broncos country is literally a, a worldwide entity and if you i say i go on, i say that only to basically set the stage for this if you've never had the chance even in a losing season like when we did the mhh meet and greet this this year it was week three end of september broncos narrowly edged out the niners on a, a nationally televised game and if you've never experienced what it's like to be in that stadium whether you win or you lose the energy in that combined, just unified, we're all here to support and try and will into existence the same thing. And that's a W you got to find a way to make it happen someday. If you've never been able to do that, you live out of state, you live out of market, you live out of country, find a way, make a way. And you know, sometimes the, the, the next best thing is like for Ethan, maybe, uh, or anyone that lives in the Europe or the UK to catch them when they came to play Jacksonville in London this year. But even that, Zach, I'm telling you, it's a drop in the bucket compared to the ambiance and the just the energy of being actually in the Broncos' own stadium at a power field. It's a, it's a special, special thing. Whether you've been there one time or a hundred times, whether it's a losing season or a winning season, you go to a Broncos game, the first time you hear that incomplete chant, if you don't get chills, then you don't have a soul. You know, you watch the Broncos put up a touchdown like you did today, Edward, and a lot of Broncos fans did, and it's still a special experience like you were saying, Chad, and also something else that Scott says about this is I'm so happy for y'all. I'm so happy that Broncos country Broncos fans got to see a Broncos win today because it's not just sugarcoating. It's not just BS. I'm not blowing smoke guys. When I say you are the best fan base in the entire world and you deserve all the success. Amen. FA bro, you are on fire. Says the owners just showed they are willing to spend and do whatever it takes. They're determined to turn this around. They aren't worth over $80 billion without being competitive, even if they aren't known for football. Well said, F.A., and this is something I've, I've continued to emphasize when people go, but yeah, but they're not football people. What owners are, even Jerry Jones, who ended up making the Cowboys his life, all right, when he bought the team, he knew nothing about football, all right, other than what, you know, a fan of the sport. But, like, as far as the nitty-gritty running a team, doesn't matter. The common denominator here is the fact that they are the 1% of the one percenters, all right? These, these Walton Penners, they got there for a reason. That reason being 
they're black and white capitalists, they're production based, they're find a way, make a way type of people. And that's really what you want. All right. Steering the ship and Greg Penner as an executive, as a CEO and a, a part own, uh, owner of the Broncos, Zach, this is a guy that, um, trust me, this is going to be probably the highest profile hire he's ever made, but I can promise you it's not the first, uh, key crucial hire that he's made in his life. And I'm guessing his track record in that department as reflected by his, uh, net worth is probably pretty good. Yeah. You know, I also hate the argument uh, where people say billionaires don't become billionaires by spending money, which is, you know, not factual to begin with, but billionaires also don't spend money to look like a fool. Billionaires don't spend four and a half, five billion dollars on an asset and uh, watch it devalue as the years go on. They want to make money on the Broncos. And how do you do that? By improving the product on the field. So I am extremely encouraged by Greg Penn and Rob Walton, Kerry Walton, the Broncos ownership group, because you need this. He really does. This speaks the loudest in the NFL, any other business. And I want to give you, Ethan, the platform you deserve. But, yeah, it's good to have money. I will say. Holy smokes. Ethan's making us feel that way today. It's good to have money. It's good to have support. It's golly. You blow our socks off. All right. Love you, big dog. Seriously. Uh, Mount Rushmore, number one name up there, 2022, for a reason. Ethan, we love you, big dog. Seriously, that is so generous of you. He says, great season, Priest, all the MHH shows, and Broncos country. Thank you for bringing us together to talk Broncos football. Very humbling. We love you. We appreciate you. Seriously, I don't, you, you, you render me speechless, my friend. So generous. Thank you. <laughs> Jeremy said, Chad, just electroshock. That's what y'all do to us. That's the reaction that we have. And, uh, you know, Ethan, you're proving my point where I said Broncos are the best fans, the best fan base in the entire world. And you're definitely a big part of that. So thank you so much. And what more could we say other than we're definitely appreciative? You demand. And Ethan's also a guy that, like, you know, being that he's on a totally different time zone than us across the pond, some nights he's not able to make it into one of the evening chats. But so often you go back in there because I have to moderate comments on YouTube. You have to do it. It's it's something that they require of you. And if you don't, it can become quite ugly with spammers and gross stuff. So I check in on the comments on a daily basis to filter out things that are spam and bad stuff. Uh, And he's always in there throwing down super thanks after the fact, even if he wasn't in the live chat, he'll jump in. So, Ethan. Hall of Famer. Love you, big dog. 19 EHF throwing down as well, saying AFC West spent all that money in the offseason just for the Chiefs to get the division, the one seed, and league MVP. Broncos will be better next year. I think they will, but they got to get that coach thing right, and it sounds like they know which way the wind blows, which is good. (laughs) The two names that they've already for sure locked in an interview are the top two candidates in this cycle, so that's good. Yeah, you can spend all the money you want, but unless you're buying a Patrick Mahomes, then it's tough to compete with Kansas City. He really is the best player on the planet, best quarterback on the planet, and until that changes, uh, they're going to be on top. But we have to hope that the Broncos can salvage Russell Wilson because as they showed, even with this year, as bad as it was, a combined 9.2 losses to Kansas City. They fought them close. They're not that far away from being competitive and maybe, just maybe, ending that god-awful streak against the chiefs david kilgore in the house with a generous super chat appreciate you david you've been with us a long time big dog thank you he says i saw that the media stated that denver and the saints see eye to eye 
for Sean Payton, meaning like what the compensation would cost. Are we really going to live up to the first round pick? Uh, are we sorry? Are we really going to give up the first round pick for a coach? Uh, I don't know what specifically you're referencing there because I spent most of the afternoon just watching the game. So if there've been other report and then getting ready for the stream. So if there've been other reports, uh, forgive me, but what I read of the actual reporting on this from Adam Schefter is that while the saints granted Denver's request for an interview, they are reserving that conversation of compensation until and unless the Broncos actually wish to hire Sean Payton. Now that might've changed since then, but I haven't heard anything on that front myself. Have used that. No, that's what I think David's going on is the fact that the Saints granted the interview and the Broncos are going to take them up on it and talk to Peyton, uh, I guess not until the 17th, but they have not talked about compensation and they won't unless and until, like you said, uh, talks advance to that stage. But a little footnote in that same article was the fact that the Saints could have blocked any interview request for Sean Peyton that they got. So the fact that they're open to letting him interview uh, leads me to believe that they're open to letting him walk away, which leads me to believe that maybe the compensation won't be a first, a second, third, and so on and so on. I wondered... I don't want to say I had a suspicion, but I wondered if the Saints would try to do right by Peyton, and that is if he wanted to go to a certain place that maybe didn't have the uh, capital to give up multiple ones, multiple twos, blah, 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 that they would uh, acquiesce still and maybe, you know, maybe not bend over backwards, but lower some of their expectations in, in a trade. I don't know. I still think it's going to be pretty black and white. You want our coach, pay us. But Char, yes, it was finally uh, relieving to watch the Broncos score in all four quarters. Yeah, it's nice. Colby, crazy hot take number two, the Bills versus Chiefs. Uh, if it happens in neutral field, Mile High Stadium. We'll see, bro. Chad Beach in the house. Good evening, football priests and Broncos country. Glad we ended the season with a dub. Hope next year is way better. Heck yeah, dude. Agreed. Phil, so exciting to um, so exciting to see the fire in Rossburg on the sideline. Really don't want to give up on uh, give up anything other than money for a head coach. I feel you on that. I feel you. But remember, something to consider is Sean Payton is one of the few still actively, or at least wanting to still actively coach coaches uh, who's been to the top of the mountain. You know, Sean Payton has hoisted the Lombardi Trophy in victory, and if you could get that. Now, look, there are others. Uh, Thomas Hall is a, is a good example of this, Zach, that isn't as impressed with Sean Payton, and not only because of the uh, Bounty Gate stuff and um, the fact that he, quote-unquote, quit on the Saints, retired post-Breeze, etc., but you had a Hall of Fame quarterback for all those years. You should have won more. They were, oddly as a team, Zach, it, really bizarre how they would go in these little bunches, right? They'd go... You'd see an eleven and five season, and then a, a twelve and four season, and then they'd go seven and nine. Then they'd go eight and eight. Then they'd have a you know ten and six season, and then they'd go. So it was kind of weird in that sense. But I'll tell you what, compared to the Pickens Broncos have had a head coach of late, you know you gotta you gotta be in a position where you're you'd kill to get Sean Payton here if you believe that's your guy. But Jim Harbaugh equally as interesting to me, even though he hasn't hoisted that trophy. Equally as interesting for different reasons. And compared to the records the Broncos have had uh, since Gary Kubiak, we would all pretty much kill for eight and eight, nine and eight right now, wouldn't we? It's better than, you know, five, <laughs> five and 12, like the Broncos uh, finished. So 
Um, if you can get Sean Payton, you got to look into it, but there is a bridge too far for me. If they want all those draft picks, all that compensation and the interesting argument, Chad, is if, would you rather give up, let's say Simmons and cash or a first round pick, uh, you know, for Sean Payton, it comes down to what do you want to part with for Sean Payton? And is it worth it to part with those assets for Sean Payton instead of just keeping all of them and hiring Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, if you really believe that was your guy and they would accept a Simmons and like a two for him, I'd do it all day long, twice on Sunday, for what it's worth. If they had a two. Right, that's true. That's a good point. The queen is in the house. Christy throwing down a super chat. Needs no introduction from us. Everyone knows KR, the queen here at MHH, saying congrats on the album chat. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And also, for what it's worth, my band, Bridge the Gap, we got an album coming out uh, in March. Singles are dropping at the end of the month. It's going to be cool. But I've been really stoked to see so many people in the MHH community who maybe aren't even into this kind of music, like punk, melodic punk rock, going out and pre-ordering the album. So thank you for doing that. Really appreciate it. She says, uh, congrats on the great podcast season. A win is a win. Hopefully we can keep adding those next time around. Happy New Year's, Broncos country. Right back at you, Christy. Love you. Yeah, thank you so much, Chrissy. Always good to see you on the podcast. We miss you around here uh, for sure. It, it's nice to start off the year, even though they had a game last week on, on a high note, and we think that 2023 will be better. I'm going to kind of, again, tamp down what I'm saying. I'm not going to be so boisterous because I've eaten so much crow this year, but there's nowhere to go but up with this Broncos team. I think we haven't seen the worst of Russell Wilson. We haven't seen the best of him yet either, and a new, you know, uh top shelf coach like a Jim Harbaugh coming in, Sean Payton coming in. That's a little different, Chad, than a total unknown in Nathaniel Hackett. So there's a lot of encouragement and optimism in Broncos country, despite how this season went. Desert Creature saying Jerry Rosberg was a bright spot this year. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah. And thank you, bro, for the for the super chat. We are about we've crossed the one hour mark, so we got a rapid fire what remains here. Appreciate everyone's love and support today and the just the excitement and the vibe in the chat. Uh, it makes me not want to get off this podcast, but there are other demands. We got to get uh, articles up at milehighhuddle.com. Dave from Georgia, thanks guys for a great season of great podcasts. Uh, part, thanks guys for a season of great podcasts. Hopefully next year is better. Broncos country, love you, Dave. You've been with us a long time too, brother. Super chat superstar in the house. Lady D again throwing down. Thank you. Wow, thank you, Deanna. She says Alaska has tons of Broncos fans. We are everywhere you guys are top rope all year long mhh for life that's true a lot of broncos fans up there uh, in the great white north in in alaska even uh, eric trickle who makes no secret about where he resides up there in alaska so thank you deanna thank you deanna for sure uh we have also fa thrown in yet again gosh between between ethan fa deanna and all our great supporters today it's like it just blows my mind the how lucky we are. Love you guys. F.A. says the compensation, talking about getting Peyton here, does not have to be draft picks. Could be just cash. Saints need all the cash they can get. That's a fair point. I'm glad you brought that up. But, yeah, cash is king in one sense, all right, and it can give a team a competitive advantage when it comes to having those surpluses available for bonus payments when you're recruiting free agents and, you know, all that stuff. But, I something tells me that Saints aren't going to just give him up for strict cash. I think they will want something more tangible to the draft slash personnel to go along with it. 
my feeling is this, Zach, if the Broncos end up seriously pursuing Peyton to Denver, it's going to require a combination of some serious cashola going to New Orleans and, unfortunately, a premium round draft pick, at least one, at least one. If they want, let's say, a third this year, a number two next year, and a lot of cash, I'm doing that. But if they want a one this year and two thirds this year and a second next year, it's it's a bridge too far for a head coach. When again, your fallback plan, quote unquote, is Jim Harbaugh, who can be comparably as good as a Sean Payton. So we'll see how the negotiations uh, transpire from here. Uh, Marcus from across the pond as well, saying, please give a shout out to the DWI guys for being a UK fan royalty from a humble UK fan. Also, great game. And he says, thank you to Russ. That's right. Yep. Two great members of our community over in the UK, Ethan, a.k.a. DWI guys and Marcus. Appreciate you, Marcus. And I'm sure Ethan does as well. Another legend, Gary Palmer, who we got to kick it with in the Mile High City, throwing down, uh, swashbuckling his way through the Mile High City. It was awesome to see. He says, good evening, Broncos country. Chad, Zach and Scott. I love we ended on a high note. Amen, brother. Amen. That is uh it's the best they could do to end this season is not get swept in the AFC West and give fans. It wasn't just an ugly win either. It was a nice, solid mm -hmm. uh, offensive display, coaching competence, ran the gamut. Mike, appreciate you, buddy. You the man. They scored 30 points, Chad. They eclipsed 30 I points. I mean, that's the celebration on its own. So definitely a high note. Thank you, GLP. Thank you, Michael. Um, all right, we're about out of time, but I see a couple very generous supers jumping in late, including Brett White throwing down. Thank you, says, Brett. you guys are amazing. Sorry, I can't always be here live. My work schedule can be hectic, but orange and blue for life. Wow. Thank you, Brett. Seriously, very generous of you. And um, I hope you can come into the chat more often. We get to know you a little bit better, my friend. Thank you for that generous support. And enjoy the victory tonight. Luke Ellis also throwing down. Bro, seriously, thank you so much, thank big you. dog. Uh, he says, tough season, but the silver lining was finding this podcast. You guys do a great job. Still hopelessly optimistic for next year. LOL. Hey, that's what that's what separates the winners from the losers, okay, is even when you are losing, you have to have the belief that you're going to win. All right, so props to you for having that, Luke, and to every Broncos fan who feels that way. But, Zach, with that, let's uh, let's say goodnight. Let's dip on out of here. The difference between ordinary and extraordinary, Chad, that little extra. And Luke definitely embodies that, as do all of you. Thank you all for tuning in with us on this gut reaction. The last gut reaction of the 2022-2023 regular season. It was a fun year. If, uh, if it was a down year for the Broncos, it was a fun year for us podcasting. So thank you all so much. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you guys know what the deal is by now. But if you don't, at, mile, at the MHH pod, the main account at Mile High Huddle. Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, huddleuppod.com. Be sure you check that out. And if facebook.com slash pod, be sure you're liking that page and following that page. If you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-safe five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, guys and gals, please, please, please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Amen to that. Shout out to these great Super Chat superstars in the conversation tonight. Jonathan, Patriot Text. That's Jonathan Peterson, by the way. Patriot Text, Chris Hernandez, Jess C, DWI guys, Deanna, Michael Davis, Cole Johnson, 
Jordan, Plum Bob, Mac Dog, Ed Keating, F.A., B.K., Ross, the Chargers fan, Orange, Ron Dub, of course, showing some support, Naj, Jamal, Larry No Filter, all right, uh, 19 EHF, David Kilgore, Desert Creature, The Queen, Christy, Dave from Georgia, Gary Palmer, Brett White, and Luke Ellis. And then on Facebook, pardon me, Michael Ronquillo throwing down some big boy stars tonight, along with Jacob Foster, Phil McLaughlin as well, Randy Jones, Lena, Colby, Chad Beach, George Fox, David Wilder, Shar, and Miguel. Much love and respect. We're back on for the aftermath episode tomorrow. Then we'll start sinking our teeth into Chad, the Broncos coaching shirts. Oh, yeah. That should be getting underway in short order. So it's going to be a fun offseason, guys. It's going to be a wild offseason. Uh, we appreciate you being there for the ride with us. But have a great end to your weekend, start to your week. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.